Hey guys, and welcome to Roman Go Lightly, a podcast for creative adventures. Listen, you and I have a lot in common. Like you, I'm a working person and I have real world responsibilities. But despite living that nine to five grind, I still want to live that adventurous creative lifestyle we all crave. So how can we do that? Well, that's why I'm here. Roman Go Lightly is a podcast and blog that believes in local adventure and everyday creativity. Because listen, adventure doesn't require a plane ticket and creativity is beckoning and it's for everyone, even us working people. Join me each week as I pick the brains of some of the coolest makers and seekers out there to find out in what small ways we can infuse their practices for inspiration and adventure into our daily working lives. You in? Let's do this. Hey, 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 and welcome to another week. I'm Laura, and as you can probably guess, I'm very sick. Um, but as they say in showbiz, the show must go on. Today, we're welcoming our guest, Whitney Justison, who is the wanderlusty girl power that we all need in our life. Whitney is seriously the girl that you want to have as a best friend. She loves adventure, and we're going to talk about how her explorations around the world has inspired her creative work as a photographer, and how she lives a creative lifestyle. Um, Whitney is truly one of those people that knows how to build a creative community online. She has what we call squad goals. Like, like seriously. Like, you want to hop in a car with her and her friends and just sort of explore the world with her um, beside you. I'm so thankful that Whitney was able to do this podcast, and uh, without further ado, let's do this. Hi, Whitney. Hey. How are you? So good. How are you doing? I'm good. So when I when I found you on like Instagram, I just like I think I probably spent like maybe a good half an hour, forty minutes, just like oh. going through all your stuff, and it's so wanderlusty and beautiful and. Oh. It's it's really imaginative and I love it. So I'm really excited that we're here talking. So that's awesome. Thank you. Well, I appreciate the opportunity for sure. Have you ever done a podcast before? I actually haven't. I've listened to quite a few, but I've never done one myself. So yes, <laughs> a lot of online interviews and magazine things like that, but not not quite podcast. So yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm I'm popping your cherry here. So that's it'll be fun. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's get into it. Um, so uh, how would you describe what you do in in your own words? Well, I always was was kind of a creative, artistic child. I I really wanted to be an illustrator when I was younger and growing up, and that's kind of what I wanted to do is illustrate books and things like that. And um, it was only in two thousand and I think I want to say two thousand and nine. I guess uh, the summer of two thousand nine where. I was just online looking at um, photos and paintings and things like that. You know, I was, I think, 17. I was bored. I didn't have, my job was only giving me so many hours. And so I just kind of was passing the time. And um, I came across some photos that were connected to um, Flickr.com. I hadn't actually seen the website before. So I went onto the website and I was just automatically introduced into this world of these gorgeous photos that people were doing and taking and um it was a lot of photo manipulation that people were doing back during that time that was kind of the trend and I just thought hey I could probably do that you know and so um I picked up my mom's camera one day and I just started taking some self-portraits just kind of setting up my camera on a table or something and 
and I went into, I don't even think it was Photoshop, it was something like GIMP or whatever, and, <laughs> and I just did, I started editing, and, and I was like, this looks cool, and so I started uploading to this Flickr.com, um, just really for fun, like it was never, it was never really like I wanted to find followers, I just was kind of putting my work out there and seeing if anyone liked it, and if not, I was still going to do it, so... That's kind of where I started. Um, I started with the 365 project, which was a self-portrait every day for a year. Um, I had a lot of, there were a lot of people on Flickr that were doing that, and I was just so inspired by their work, and so I thought, you know, I should probably do this too. And it was just kind of a great way to just get into that world, and um, before I knew it, I was just obsessed, and I was, I fell in love with photography, I fell in love with editing, and, and that kind of, I guess, is what started me on the path. Uh, to where I am now so nice so you're definitely like a self-taught photographer then oh absolutely I didn't take any classes in high school um in college I took I took a few classes like um black and white and different processes and things like that but I I would say the majority of what I do with my photography is all just kind of my own trial and error just kind of figuring out what I like and what what piques my interest and I kind of just go from there yeah, and I love the 365-day project. Do you think, like, within that year, you found yourself becoming way, way, way more comfortable with your art? Like, what what, what benefits came with that project? I mean, besides just seeing yourself grow. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it was interesting because um, there were a lot of people that were doing it just to kind of document their year, just their life. Like, every day in their life, they would kind of document something that they've done just to kind of remember. And, and I love that, too. That was a great part of it because it was a way to just remember those little, those little things, but it was also a way for me to learn, um, posing and lighting and, um, composition and all those things that, um, that I didn't have to worry about, like directing a model. I was just doing it for myself. So if I was taking a really long time to do it, I wasn't embarrassed because it was just me. You know, I wasn't (laughs) feeling rushed or anything like that. I could just kind of do it completely for myself. And, um, that just really is what, what helped me to really learn all those really important things about photography and, and, you know, kind of creating photos and, and images that really speak to somebody is just by kind of looking at what other people have done and then kind of trying it out for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you saw the, like, the ebbs and flows of, like, your taste and how, you know, things that you started thinking were really awesome and then how that sort of adapts too, right? Uh- Oh yeah, I started when I started. I was I was heavily editing and manipulating my photos, and you know I go back to those photos now, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, and so my style has changed. You know, I, I definitely edit a lot less now. Um, it's more natural. It's it's just kind of more straightforward images, but um, but it's still create. It's still looking for that that beauty and kind of the everyday things and and kind of just creating images that speak to people. I, I hope, you know, that's what I always hope, so. Well, mission accomplished. All of your beautifuls, <laughs> all your, like, beautiful images, I mean, they're just so, they look just like a like a snapshot in time that, you know, it isn't heavily processed. It, look, it just looks really raw, and it's really beautiful for that, too. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I, I'm like, I'm just perusing your Instagram uh, right now. And, and I love, um, I love your travel photography, but I also just love the ones of your everyday sort of ins and outs. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I have fun. I just, I look for the beautiful things and just take pictures. And 
hope hope people enjoy it, but if not, I'm still gonna do it. (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's the best part. You gotta have fun. Exactly. Okay, let's talk about like your like creative process and you as a photographer. And I guess, do you think there was a moment when you um, started sharing your things on Flickr and later on social media that you were like, "Hey, I think this might be my thing." Um, I think it, I think there was just, I mean, again, like I, like I said, I've always been more artistic and I was always doodling on everything. Um, but I think it's just photos gave me a way, you know, photography gave me a way to just capture those, those little moments, those little things that, um, you know, made me feel something. I guess maybe that's what it was is that I realized that I could take a photo that, that kind of spoke to me, I guess, and that I could capture a feeling, not just an image. And that's where it kind of became that obsession, kind of that that passion for me was, hey, I can transfer whatever I'm feeling in this moment into this image. And it also speaks to other people. And that's cool. And like people were would comment on it and say, I really love this photo because it makes me think of this, you know, whatever. And, or, you know, I, I would put descriptions with the photos and people would relate to that. And, and I think I just kind of realized that this is, this is kind of what I was meant to do. I, I, I just started with it and I just never really looked back. It's, it's never really been a question, um, you know, whether I was going to be a photographer, continue with photography. Um, I mean, there's been times where I've been like really hard on myself that I thought, oh, I'm not creating the kind of images that I want to and stuff like that, or I'm not as good as this photographer or whatever. But, um, but that, that passion, that, that love for photography has never faded. I'm constantly looking at, at photos and other people's work all the time. And it's just, it's become a part of my life in, in a way that really nothing else has. And so I guess that's just how I knew. <laughs> that's awesome. So who would you say are your biggest, like, influences for your photography? Um, I mean, I think the first the first photographer that I ever found actually online um, was a photographer named Rosie Hardy. Um, and she did a lot of, she did a lot of manipulations and everything. Um, but, but her, I just thought her images were just gorgeous. And they just, like I said, I, I felt something while looking at them. And, and I would catch myself thinking about it you know, days after I'd seen the image, it was in my mind. And, and so she was, she was a really early influence for me, which was really awesome. And I, I had the opportunity to actually meet her for the first time um, this last summer. And that was kind of a euphoric experience. I was like, you're, you're the reason I'm here. I'm doing what I'm doing. It, it was really cool. But we felt, I felt like she was my best friend just, just the first time meeting her. And um, so she was a huge influence. Um, I've also made a lot of friends kind of through, photography that have become my biggest influences just by getting to know them and knowing their personality, you know, outside of just photography, but who they are as people. And, um, I would say Joel Robinson is one, um, I, oh man, I could list, I could list a million. I, I'm going to keep my list small for now, but I have, I have so many, so many photographers that I really look up to and, and really love as people that have really influenced my work, but also kind of the way I live my life and everything as well. That's awesome that you met someone who has inspired you so much. That's such like a really awesome experience, right? Yeah, it was. It was was amazing. I just, I mean, I've, I feel like it's, it's interesting because with networking and and with kind of the small world that the internet is, I've been able to meet a, a lot of my early influences. And, and um, I guess Rosie was kind of the cream of the crop, you know, because she's the first one. 
but over time I, I'd be looking at someone's work and then the next summer I was meeting them in person and so I've been able yeah I've been able to meet a lot of, of people that have influenced me and it's just it's just amazing it's just you kind of feel like you already know them just right. by their work and kind of what you've seen them do over the years and and so yeah it's it's great <laughs> I love it yeah and the internet's I mean we were just talking it's like your best worst friend it's just like yeah. you know you can you can just at the touch of one finger go on and just get so inspired and basically have like a Rolodex of someone's life, at least from what they're sharing on social media, but you just feel so connected to them. And I definitely know what you mean. I have people I follow um, for years, even just bloggers and writers and photographers on Instagram. And, you know, it's just so inspiring when you actually like are face to face with them. But um, Mm -hmm. it's such a treat because you're so used to being a a kind of disconnected friend in a way. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So um, let's talk about Instagram since we're talking about, uh, you know, social media and all that. And so you have quite the following. And uh, (laughs) what uh, what do you what do you think like the community online has given you? And what is your like personal creative community like? Like, who do you bounce ideas off of? Do you have sort yeah. of like the, a crew of people that you um, feel connected to creatively? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, to me, it's not really about the numbers. It's not about the having the 100,000 followers. That's never been an issue for me or like something that I've worked towards. It's just, I mean, I do what I love and the followers and the people that, that want to watch my work those that's all come very naturally for me which has been which has been really nice I'm not I'm not out there buying followers and things like that like some people do and you know if that's what they want that's fine but um but I think I'd rather have kind of a personal relationship with a lot of the people that I that I follow or that follow me because I feel it feels more like these are my friends that are supporting me you know not just some faceless random people you know out there that are just kind of liking every day, you know, tapping, tapping the heart button on my picture every day. You know, I like, I like being able to develop relationships. That's what's been really important to me. Um, especially along my journey in photography is having people who are doing the same thing as me and, and, you know, going through the same ups and downs and having the same doubts and everything. And, and, um, so yeah, I've, I've, I've made those friends over the years just through my work and through, um, you know, whether it be Flickr or Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. Um, and and they're who I would go to, who I go to when I'm having doubts or, or feeling like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, um, and it's just interesting because I, I look at someone who I feel like just has everything figured out and they're just amazing, amazing, amazing photographer. But, you know, I talk to them one-on-one and I realize, hey, they have the exact same feelings that I do about about photography or about their own work and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, they've just become so much more than just these photographers that are out there and, oh, I'm so amazed by them. Like, no, they're my friends. Like they're, they're my community. They're the people that I, that I just trust and, and feel that they love me and, and I love them. And, you know, it's just, it's a really great relationship. And, and, um, that I never really thought that I would have, I never, imagine that from the beginning I just kind of got onto it to do what I love but um you know it's it's the friendships and the relationships that I've developed over the years through photography that has really helped me to keep going and helped me to believe in myself and and you know chase after my dreams I guess you know yeah yeah totally it sounds like you have a great like squad (laughs) 
squad goals. That's what it is. Squad goals, <laughs> for sure. Oh my gosh. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> With like inspiration and you know all the things we've been talking about, what what okay. do you think are the like if you could list three things that you feel most inspired by maybe recently or maybe it's just something long over the you know over time like what are the three things that you think inspire you most um I think the three things um that really inspire me most are I mean I have to have good music in my life like I am if if I weren't a photographer I'd want to be a musician just because music has just a crazy influence over me I'm I'm always listening to music whether I'm getting ready or driving in the car or walking down the street or whatever I just I always have to have good music playing and it's it's music that has good lyrics and has um you know kind of you can kind of see a picture in your mind when you listen to it those are the kind of songs that that help me to create and um you know I'll, I'll listen to a song and and I'll all of a sudden picture in my mind a place that I want to go and that that'll inspire kind of my next travel opportunity and things like that and so music's huge. Music is definitely huge. I, I have a long list of, of my favorite artists. But, who's, on, um, who's on your playlist I, now? I would say Ben Howard, um, Sushant Stevens, uh, Justin Vernon of Bon Iver. Um, <gasps> I love you. I, I have a lot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, all three of those All three of those are, like, my my top, top really? favorites, especially oh. Justin Vernon. Um, yeah. I'm obsessed. Oh, so good. I like I said, I could listen to that kind of music just for days. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you know what's so funny? Um, your your photos sort of I can totally now see how they are aligned with that sort of that sort of sound too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's again, it's trying to create that feeling I get while listening to those songs. You know. <laughs> yeah. And and like song lyrics obviously play a big part too because you'll take a lyric from a song and say oh I want to create a picture kind of based on that you know and right. so I've done that before which has been great um okay so that's one <laughs> <laughs> music this one um I would say traveling obviously is huge um going to a place and and seeing things that that can inspire a photo or or um you know put me in a kind of frame of mind that makes me want to create an image that that reminds me of that or, or whatever. So, so obviously traveling is huge. Um, and then just looking at, at other people's work. I mean, I, I know that's kind of vague, but just, just having, I mean, the majority of the people I follow on Instagram or on Facebook are photographers or artists in general. And so I'm constantly, constantly, constantly seeing new images and new work and, and just beautiful images. And that, it, that really inspires me to kind of keep creating because, I want, you know, I want to take photos like that, or I want to, you know, create that feeling with my work that I get while looking at other people's um, images and, and their their work. And, and so, yeah, so those, I guess that's kind of my three main inspirations um, in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Rad. So uh, let's talk about this travel portion of your inspiration. You definitely have the collection of passport stamps, and you've been all over the country. Can you tell us where you've traveled to, and is there a place you want to go to next? Yeah, I have, um, okay, so off the top of my head, <laughs> um, I've been to a lot of Europe, so England, France, Italy, Germany, Greece, Sweden, uh, Iceland was 2014, and that was that was actually a huge, huge, huge travel opportunity that really kind of even gave me more of a boost to travel. It was just amazing. Um, 
you know, I've been to New York City and Mexico and Hawaii and, and just a lot of places. I, I mean, I feel, I feel even looking at my, my list, I even feel like it's not that much. But I do, when I do actually sit down and be like, oh, I actually have been quite a few places. But there's always so many more places that I want to see and, and want to travel to. And um, I would say next on my list, um, I am dying to go to Thailand and Indonesia. Oh. I just it just looks absolutely amazing. It's something so different from, you know, because I've been to, I've been to Europe a few times. And so I'm kind of, kind of used to that, you know, the architecture and kind of the countryside and things like that. But I think Thailand and Indonesia would just be something completely different. And so that's definitely on my travel list right now. Um, I also really want to go to Barcelona. I am still in Europe, but Barcelona has been kind of popping up in my brain the past few days too so um I guess right now those are those are my ones but my my list is endless so (laughs) (laughs) you and I you and I should trade travel experiences I went to Thailand last summer and I would like to go to Iceland this summer so we could trade (laughs) oh oh my gosh amazing oh yeah y'all tell me all about that yes (laughs) all I can say is like such there there was no other feeling um I could say that is more strong when we were in Thailand than just being out of the norm, just because it is so different. You know, every cultural aspect of their life is different. Every color and food and combination of, you know, flavors that they cook with and everything is just so slightly different. So it is, I, you got to do it. Gotta. Yeah. (laughs) That's why it's at the top right now. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I'm dying to go to Iceland. Um, and I just feel like it's so, so stark of a landscape that yeah. it had to be super inspiring as a photographer, I'm sure. Oh, it's amazing. It was just amazing. And I, I'm dying to go back. I, I was actually just talking to someone uh, last night who, who is eloping to Iceland, and I might be going for that. So <gasps> I'm crossing my fingers. I would just love to go back. So. That sounds <laughs> so, spot, so. <laughs> so romantic. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Where do you think your sense of adventure comes from? Oh, I mean, I think, I guess I would say it, it kind of runs in the family. Um, my, my aunt is a huge traveler. She's been, she's been everywhere. I can't even think of a place she hasn't been. <laughs> she's been everywhere, and so she's always told me about her travels, and so that kind of is what inspired me, I guess, at an early age to want to travel, but... My family went um, on a on a month long trip to Europe back when I was oh, 15, I think, and I just remember coming home from that trip and just laying on the bed and just thinking, I can't believe I just did that. I need to do more of that. Like, I just I was so amazed by by just the sense, you know, the feelings that I got while I was traveling and the things that I was seeing that I just wanted that to be a part of my life. And I knew from kind of from that moment on, like this is what I was I was meant to do is to travel and to take pictures and to just enjoy life and and see the world it's it's been um I guess from that moment on is when I guess the travel bug was you know bit me (laughs) I I just wanted to see everywhere I can't there's really nowhere that I don't want to see I think there's places that I want to see less than others but if I could just see everywhere in the world I would be so happy (laughs) I wish it was easier to get around but you know right I love it. Same. I totally hear you. I think that I think that wanderlust is something that like everyone feels time to time, but I definitely feel it very strongly ever oh, since my yeah. first like true travel experience. Um yeah. 
but that like those like rich experience especially for a longer amount of time when you can like deepen your roots in a place like that it's hard not to feel that yeah it's almost like it's almost like you feel homesick for places that you've never even been to yes and and I it's hard to describe that it's just amazing it's you kind of are thinking of a place and you're like wow I I I miss that place even though I've never been there I miss it you know there's like a longing so yeah, exactly. It's a longing. You just want to go. You want to be there and experience that that lifestyle. Yeah. So, I totally agree. I completely understand that. And that's, it's my biggest dream to go live abroad at some point and just, you know, go different places and travel on the weekends. And <laughs> Right. I think that's everyone's yeah. dream deep down. I think like yeah. that adventurous, yeah. you know, artsy lifestyle is something that we all sort of aspire to. And it's so great because I think we have like, yeah. I'm making a lot of great resources for um, local adventures, which is trying to yeah. connect that like wanderlusty, explorative feeling to people yeah. who work and who work like nine yeah. to five jobs and they have two, Absolutely. like two weeks out of, you know, a whole year to go anywhere. Yeah. And how do you, how do yeah. you live that life while you're, um, while you're working. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm a working person and you are too. It's hard. It's hard not to feel that desire to like live abroad and live vicariously. So (laughs) that's like my, that's my thing now is like, how do we get that feeling here at home with real world responsibilities? So I always like to ask people, um, do you have any ideas or tips for local adventure ideas? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I've, I've heard of people before who, who have kind of complained because they feel like they're kind of in a boring part of town or their their state holds no interest for them and things like that. And and I think that that's that's not true. I think there's some places that are kind of just more naturally beautiful than others. But I think if you're really looking for the beauty in, in the small things around where you live or, or you know, wherever you can get to, um, you're going to find that, you know, there's so much beauty in the world. And you don't have to travel across the globe to see beauty in everyday situations and, and, you know, and, and that's what's so important about, you know, um, about having kind of, uh, other people that you're following that are creating things so that you can, you know, you can see those things and, and, and look for those, those beauty, you know, those beautiful moments in your own life, you know, in your own town. And, and, you know, that's why Instagram's great because you're able to just kind of take, these little two-second photos and kind of create something beautiful out of that that, you know, people wouldn't wouldn't see if they were just looking at it straight on, like, in real life. But, you know, a little bit of editing and a little bit of composition, you know, you can, you can make it really beautiful. So, um, I mean, again, I think it's hard when, yeah, you are working and you want to be able to travel everywhere, but you just kind of, you just can't. Um, but, you know, kind of you know, just because you can't travel out of the country doesn't mean you can't find beauty in your surroundings and, and enjoy where you are and, and, you know, things like that. Um, but I mean, if you do want to travel, then save up, make it a priority, you know, like tell yourself, I'm going to work really hard for the next six months and then I'm going to take off, you know, a few weeks and, you know, whatever my, my, you know, your available weeks or whatever to go travel and, and go do it, you know, and, and save the money for that because, you know, if, if you do love travel, if you don't, if you'd rather spend money on a big screen TV, whatever, do your thing, <laughs> you know, it's what you enjoy doing. But if you do have that desire to travel, then don't let kind of the little things stop you. Make it a priority and, and you know, go do it because we only have so much time in our lives. And, and if we kind of 
convince ourselves that we can't do it for whatever reason, then I think we're going to miss out on a lot, a lot of opportunities. Preach. You just, you just, <laughs> yes, nailed it. You preach, 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 preach. I feel like so much of this like adventurous life is more, it's like the, like you were saying, noticing the beauty. It's about observancy, right? It's just like yeah, taking exactly. note of those beautiful moments that you have in your day. How would a stranger feel yeah. if they like were a fly on your wall for a day? What would they think was interesting? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I've had, I've had friends that have come visit me in different places that I've lived and I've, I've been, I've gotten so bored with my surroundings and I just don't really think anything of it. And, you know, and then I'll have a friend visit and they'll be so amazed by everything. And I'm just, all of a sudden I'm, I reminded like, Hey, there's so much beauty that I'm not seeing. Obviously I'm, I'm just kind of so, so used to it. So desensitized that I'm not seeing those amazing things anymore. So it's just kind of stepping outside of yourself and seeing things from someone else's perspective or a different perspective than the way that you've been looking at it, you know? Uh, yes, I, this is I. You've been saying everything that's been in my brain. I feel like we're like totally. Uh, yeah, this is great. So let's go to the questions. I always like to end the podcast with some are a little silly, or you can go you can go deep and meaningful if you want. But um, so two truths and a lie. Tell me three facts that most listeners or your followers wouldn't know. Two of them would be true, and then one's a lie. And my job is to okay. guess which one is a is a lie. Okay, okay. I wrote these down because I, I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, what can I do? Um, okay, so number one. We'll say number one, two, and three just so we're not uh, giving it away anything. Um, number one, um, I've never set foot in a public high school. Number two, um, I, was, I personally was portrayed in a short film, and I've met the actress who plays me. Or three... My dream, my ultimate dream is to base jump off of El Capitan in Yosemite. All right, go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, first of all, all three of these are the most epic choices I think I've had. Oh, man. Okay. I thought about it for a while. <laughs> these are really good. You got to like lock and load these if you ever ask these again. Okay, so yes. <laughs> let me, okay, public high school. Mm, I'm going to say your lie is the... Um, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say your lie is the high school. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. <gasps> okay, that's actually a truth. <gasps> oh, no. Lie. Okay, so tell me, what what was your lie? Okay, so my lie was that my dreams to base jump off of uh, El Capitan. <gasps> I am actually terrified of heights. <laughs> oh, my gosh, are you serious? I would. I would probably never base jump or skydive off of anything. It was just totally, like, even just thinking about it, it makes my stomach drop. So. <laughs> oh, my. But I do like El Capitan. I think it's a really cool place. I love Yosemite. So I would like to see it again, just not not jump off of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I think even the bravest of people who aren't afraid of heights would question that. Yeah. But, yeah. okay, so tell me, <laughs> wait, you've never set foot into a high school. A public no, high school. I was actually homeschooled through high school, so I never went to high school. <laughs> how was so? Oh. Tell me about the homeschool experience. Do you? How was that? It was great. I mean, I I think a lot of it depends on um, a lot of people have a bad view of homeschool just because they've seen um, families who have pulled their kids out and just kind of want to shelter them from the world, and so they kind of think of all homeschoolers as that kind of thing where you just don't want your kids to associate with other people, you know, and stuff like that. And I I've, I've had a lot of people think that that's kind of 
what my life was, but it definitely wasn't. It was more, it was almost more like a private school. We, we had other families that we were um, schooling with and we, we took kind of day trips and we'd go to museums and watch plays and, and do all those things that kind of gave us that, um, that, uh, I guess the learning experiences and the culture and all that. And, and it was what allowed my family the opportunity to go travel in Europe for a month, you know, that we didn't have to worry about taking off school. And, you know, we've been able to learn about all the things that we were going to be seeing for, for months, you know, uh, leading up to the trip. And so when we were actually experiencing those things firsthand, you know, we, we already knew a lot about it. And it was, so it, was, it made it more of a rich experience rather than just kind of going to just see the things and not really knowing much about it, you know. Um, so I really loved it. My, my mom was, was an incredible, you know, she's an incredible woman. She, she worked so hard to, to, you know, create the, the system for us. And, and, um, you know, we, we read a lot and kind of just, I, people just can't believe it when I tell them that I'm homeschooled because I'm, I'm very social. I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm stupid. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, it was a great experience for me. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I would do it with my own children. That's kind of up in the air. But, um, but as far as myself, I feel like I had all the experiences that I that I needed to. I didn't feel like I really missed out on anything, and it allowed me to learn at my own pace. And um, I'm more of a kinesthetic learner, and my mom knew that about me, and so I I learned by doing things. And my sister learned by you know reading books about it and doing you know. So we, we learned in different ways, and so we were able to, like, focus on that, you know, and, right. and so it was, so it was great. It was really great. I loved it, so. That's that's so that's so interesting. I feel like I've I've yeah. never actually spoken to a homeschooler, and tell me about this actress thing. What's up, what's up with <laughs> um, that? So a few years ago, um, I don't know if you know who Rob Woodcox is. He's a photographer as well. No. Um I think he's done things with Rob um, Granales as well. But anyways, he's a photographer, and he took a photo of me and my friend Peter um, in a lake in, in Canada one time. And it was kind of at low light. It was blue light, and it was just really, really beautiful and still, and just a really gorgeous photo. He, um, I, I would link you to it if I could link on podcast. But <laughs> it's beautiful. Look, look up Rob, Rob Woodcock. You'll find it. We'll, we'll um, add it to the show anyways. notes. Yeah. And um, anyways, uh, so a few years ago, there was a project that was called Project Imagination that was created by um, director Ron Howard. And it was basically for photographers to submit um, photos to um, filmmakers, uh, up-and-coming filmmakers, to make into short films based on those photos. And so Rob um, submitted this photo of me and, and my friend Peter, and it actually won uh, kind of as a, as a submission. It didn't, there were different categories that the films would kind of win um, by, you know, based on the film. I, I'm describing that terribly. Anyway, <laughs> but Rob's, Rob's won as in somebody made a short film based on this image. And so the film that was made um, has a clip in it that is almost exactly the image that, that my friend Rob created. And the film is called Here and Now, and it's by um, director Julian Higgins. Um, you can find it on Vimeo, but it's a beautiful, beautiful short film. And um, so we went out, we, we flew out to New York City a few years back for the um, kind of film festival for these short films. And the actress that, that 
basically portrayed me in the image. Um, I got to meet her, and I it was just so funny. She's she's an incredible actress. Her name's Abigail Spencer. Um, she's in a few different TV shows right now. I'm trying to remember the one that she's in, but she's an amazing actress and absolutely gorgeous. And I'm like, I I'm nothing near as gorgeous as you. So thank you for flattering me by playing <laughs> playing me in this in this um, film. But it was just really cool. It was a really cool experience and. And uh, there's nothing quite like it, but it was also cool just to spend a week in New York City with my friends. So that was really fun, too. It sounds... I love that. This is so interesting. (laughs) That is such... So it came from a competition, but then, you know, through through winning it, all these amazing opportunities came... Wow. That's so cool. And you're right. It was great. She is beautiful. I'm just looking up the IMDb. Abigail Spencer. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, she's gorgeous. So, anyways, it was it was great. It was a great experience and and really a cool night. I just felt like I was kind of floating on air the whole night. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. So, speaking of floating on air, what does your dream day look like? <laughs> My dream day. I was actually. I don't know if you know the movie Dan in Real Life. Oh I was yeah. Watching that the other day, and there's a part where where they ask. Um, the, the main actress Marie her, her name her character's name is Marie kind of what her dream day would be like and it what exactly what she said is exactly what I would do she she says that she would love to wake up in a town that is completely unfamiliar to her and just be able to explore it and kind of explore it until it feels like home you know you feel a little uncomfortable at first and you kind of you know you're kind of put outside of your comfort zone but but, you know, by kind of exploring it and kind of walking in somebody else's shoes, it, it becomes home to you. And that's, I think that's just my perfect day. It's just, you know, not, not anything crazy or epic, but just being in a different place and, and feeling out of my elements and just enjoying that. I, that's just such a good feeling to me. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that, that does sound like dreamy. And Dan in Real Life, great movie. <laughs> yes, it is. I agree. Anyone should watch it if they haven't yet. Yeah. Okay. So, um, my favorite question, what do you really and truly love? What do I really and truly love? I was going to say something stupid like pizza, even though I love pizza. So that's a great answer anyway. Totally. (laughs) But, but I have a few things that I just, I just love. Um, I mean, I love warm soup on a, on a cold day. I love, you know, watching the world fly by when I'm on a train, you know, seeing that countryside kind of fly by and, watching the world from a window of either a train or a plane or a bus or anything. It's a really amazing experience. Um, I like really good gelato. That's something I really love. (laughs) Um, Getting stamps on my passport and rainy days. Let's call that a list. (laughs) That is a great list. I would, I approve of all of those. (laughs) This has been so fun, Whitney. I'm so glad we got to do this. You know, I'm I'm so glad too. It's always fun to talk about these things because I'm thinking about them all the time. But actually, being able to talk about it is great. I love it. Yeah. So I'm grateful for the opportunity. Well, I'm so glad that it worked out that we met each other and that you know yeah. that we're able to do this. And I love podcasting because it is like a conversation that sometimes yeah. you have with yourself, or maybe you write about it a little bit. But it just it's nice to like just talk about it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, no, it's been great, and I hope we can – glad I get to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so where can we find you on the Internet? Um, my website is WhitneyJustison.com, 
Um, if uh, I'm on Facebook under Whitney Jefferson Photography, um, my travel blog, um, most importantly, I guess, with this website, um, is called The Roaming Photographer. Um, you can find that online as well. Um, and then on Instagram, um, I have two Instagrams, one for my personal work and or just personal day-to-day life, and then one's my, my work, uh, my actual photo work. Uh, my personal one is at Winnie Justison, and my photo work is at Winnie Justison Photo. So, yeah, and we will we will definitely link all of all of your stuff. <laughs> Wonderful! I'm so excited. Yeah, so, me too. Thanks great. so much for doing this. Of course, thank you. Thank you so much, Whitney. You're the best. All right, guys. So we will be back next week with another guest. Next week's guest is our first couple of dudes on the podcast. We're so excited. Um, Hand Luggage Only is a huge travel blog brand online. They've been everywhere, guys, and we're going to pick their brains about how we can live and choose an adventurous life. Their goals and tips for how to save for money if you want to take a big trip. Of course, we're big proponents of local adventure here, but we know the power of explorations abroad as a means to really inspire our work. So we're going to hear from them and their thoughts on the blog industry. It's a really great conversation and I can't wait to share it with you guys. Definitely make sure that you follow us on Instagram and Snapchat. I've been loving sharing things on Snapchat. Our show notes are available at www.romangolightly.com as well as some great blog posts. We're sharing some great content. And also, I forgot, next week we're also doing a mini-sode. Yay! Look for it. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review so other creative adventurers can find us. And guess what, guys? We'll see you next week.